How the ACLU Became Silicon Valley's Favorite Startup by Casey Newton from The Verge A generation ago, during a heated presidential campaign, George H.W. Bush called opponent Michael Dukakis a card-carrying member of the ACLU. It was meant as a way to paint Dukakis, the Democratic nominee for president, as a far-left extremist. And it worked. The line became the campaign's signature insult. And after a series of Dukakis missteps, Bush won with 53.4% of the popular vote. After the events of the past two weeks, it's hard to imagine Bush's words carrying quite the same sting. In the wake of President Donald Trump banning immigration from seven majority Muslim countries, the American Civil Liberties Union recorded $24 million in online donations over a single weekend. Silicon Valley has historically been wary of politics, but Trump's executive order spurred a series of large donations. Lyft donated $1 million. Twitter employees donated $1.59 million. Googlers raised $4 million to be divided among the ACLU and three nonprofits that support immigrants and refugees. Google Ventures made a separate donation of undisclosed size. It's the most important investment we'll make all year, David Crane, the firm's managing partner, told portfolio companies at a private dinner last week. At more than 750,000 members, the ACLU is hardly a fringe group. Founded in 1920, it first came to fame during the Scopes trial, in which the group defended a Tennessee high school teacher who was prosecuted for teaching human evolution. It prominently opposed the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II and racial segregation in public schools during the Civil Rights Movement. But after Trump's wild first few weeks in office, the ACLU has an unexpected and substantial war chest and some powerful new supporters. Its deepening ties to Silicon Valley culminated last week with the announcement that the organization had an intriguing new ally, Y Combinator the prestigious Silicon Valley incubator that gave birth to Airbnb, Dropbox, Stripe, and other billion-dollar companies. The alliance between the ACLU and Y Combinator was Sam Altman's idea. Altman, who became president of the incubator in 2014, was a vocal opponent of Donald Trump, who helped organize a $1 million voter registration drive during campaign season. After getting to know Anthony Romero, the ACLU's executive director, Altman offered to help him any way he could. This guy Anthony is incredible, Altman said in an interview. Since 2013, Y Combinator has enrolled nonprofits in its accelerator program. In some ways, nonprofits and for profit companies go through the same steps. They spend a season working together in Silicon Valley, often sharing a house as they work to grow their respective organizations. Each group picks a single metric to optimize around, such as revenue growth or new donors. They attend Tuesday night dinners together, trading notes with peers, and listening to talks from tech world luminaries like Mark Zuckerberg and Mark Andreessen. At the end of the program, they present their work at Demo Day, hoping to attract money and other assistance from the venture capitalists in the audience. The main difference for nonprofits in Y Combinator is how they're funded. For for profit companies, Y Combinator makes a small investment in exchange for part of the company. For nonprofits, Y Combinator gives them a no-strings-attached donation. In both cases, the lure of the program is the alumni network as much as it is the program itself. Being part of Y Combinator means having easy access to some of this generation's most successful entrepreneurs who readily offer young companies advice, contacts, and business deals. In some ways, ACLU will be like any other nonprofit in Y Combinator. According to the ACLU, it's getting a $200,000 donation. It will also get access to Y Combinator's alumni network, which is lining up to offer its support, Altman said.
One of the cool things has been that many big YC companies have said whatever we can do, free services, discounts, multiply that by 10, and that's what we'll do for the ACLU, Altman said. Payments processing, web hosting, help with designing the payments flow and donations flow, we want to do that. In other ways, though, it will be different. The ACLU isn't sending representatives to Silicon Valley to live and work with the other startups in the batch. Instead, Y Combinator will send advisors to the organization's headquarters in New York City, Altman said. An unusual arrangement for the incubator, but not the first time it has worked with a remote organization. Other details are still being worked out. What metric the ACLU might try to improve during its time in the accelerator, for instance. The ACLU declined to make anyone available for an interview. But in an email, Executive Director Anthony Romero said the organization hopes to use Y Combinator's expertise to help sustain its momentum. We're thrilled to have the help of Y Combinator to help...